Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Gene Carroll, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. By now, you're probably through with your spring cleaning. I'll bet your house is a picture. But how's it going to look a couple of months from now? Dirt does tend to come in and spoil your good work, doesn't it? Well, that's why you ought to make sure your home is wax-protected right now. Believe me, a coat of Johnson's Wax works wonders in keeping things shining clean. Polish your floors with Johnson's Wax, and weeks from now, they'll still have a mellow, smooth wax luster. The only cleaning they'll need is a light dusting from time to time. That goes for your furniture and woodwork, too, and a hundred other things around your home. An occasional shining coat of Johnson's Wax not only gives everything it touches a lovely, rich polish, it protects things against dirt and moisture, makes them easy to dust. Why not try this wonderful wax method of housekeeping? Wax makes your housework so much easier, and nothing else gives you such a bright, charming home for so little cost. Johnson's Wax, paste, liquid, and cream. The handyman about the house is at it again. Yes, with a hammer in his hot little hand and a bruise on his fat little thumb, he's fixing a few things that... What was that? Window shade. He's fixing it. Oh. Well, as I was saying, the handyman is at it again as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. It's fixed now. For good? For good. Good. Took me a while to get around to it, but now that I've did it, I... Please, now, McGee, not I've did it. Say, I have done it. Yeah, but you ain't the one that done it. (laughs) I done it myself, and now that I've did it, I don't... McGee? Huh? Have you taken a peek at your English lately? Why, it's terrible. What do you mean, my English is terrible? I'm the only guy at the Elks Club that can spin a cue ball hard enough to make it change direction in the middle... Oh! Oh, you mean my talking English. Why, sure. Your grammar, you're getting very careless. I am? Sure. For instance, you know it isn't uh, correct to say ain't. Yeah, but you know what Will Rogers said. A lot of people that ain't saying ain't, ain't (laughs) eating. And I'm eating, ain't I? Just the same, dearie. It's a bad example. Children hear you and repeat what you say. You know, grown people have to set an example. Well, maybe you're right, kiddo. I'll watch it after this. Good. After all, I studied English in high school, and I ain't the type of guy that he forgets everything that he ever... Watch it now. Oh, oh, oh. I say I'm not the type of individual whom, upon graduation, relegates his education... Uh, That rat, that dead ratted window shade. (laughs) If that ain't exasperating. I thought when I fixed that, I'd done a good job, but that's the bummest job I ever did. Oh, McGee, that's awful. I know it is. The spring don't catch good. (laughs) It ain't ever going to catch good if something ain't done. 
Should have went to the hardware store and brung home a new spring, and if I'd knew this was to happen, that's what I would have did. McGee? Huh? Will you please repeat that sentence? Sure. I said I should have went to... I should have gone to the hardware store and brung home... Brought home... <laughs> My gosh, <laughs> I are getting kind of sloppy, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe I better go to night school this summer. Let them learn me good English all over again. Teach you. Yeah, I certainly am getting careless. <laughs> you don't have to go to night school. I'll keep checking you. Oh. And I have a book on correct usage around here someplace. Maybe Lena knows where it is. Lena! Oh, Lena! I think I know exactly the book you mean, honey. Isn't that the one that's called Lay That Adverb Down, Babe? Or Who Threw the Infinitive in Mrs. Murphy's Predicate? <laughs> That's the one, Lena. Mr. McGee wants to read it. He's having a little trouble with his participles. Oh, the poor man. You know, my father had trouble with his participles, and they finally had to operate. <laughs> What'd they think he had, Lena? $300. <laughs> no, what did they operate on him for? $275. <laughs> Now, we're getting off the subject, Lena. I want to read this book because my wife thinks my grammar needs repairing. Well, it's awful important to speak good English, Mr. McGee. What if you should want to go to England sometime? Gosh, you'd feel awful if you just had appointed things you wanted. <laughs> like the crown jewels or something. Yes. You know, my brother was going to Ireland once, and he studied garlic for six weeks before he went. Not garlic, Lena. In Ireland, they speak Gaelic. He knows that now, Mr. McGee. <laughs> But you know, for six weeks, nobody could get close enough to him to tell him. <laughs> did, uh, did he like Ireland, Lena? Well, he had a pretty rough time in Dublin, honey. You see, he owns a big citrus grove in Arizona, and when they asked him what did he do for a living, he told them he was an orange man. <laughs> He raises walnuts now. <laughs> well, I'll try and find your book for you, honey. <laughs> well, I better get this window shade fixed again, Molly. I can't have that thing scaring the bajunior out of everybody. Uh, I see. think you'll be glad you brushed up on your grammar, dearie. It'll help you socially, too. Well, believe me, baby, from now on, I watch my language. I ain't gonna... I mean... I ain't, I mean, I'm not going to permit myself ever again to lapse into vulgarity. That's my boy. <laughs> I know you can do it if you try. Ah, uh, sure I can. I'll bet you anything you want to bet that I don't say ain't again today. Well, people told me when I married you that I was a born gambler, so I'll just take that wager. <laughs> Five bucks, huh? From the first one that says ain't. Five dollars it is. Yeah. I'm going out and help Lena find that book of grammar. Okay. You can't get started on this thing too soon, you know. Okay, Tootsie. <laughs> ah, there goes a good kid. She thinks I don't know the difference between good grammar and bum grammar. <laughs> and I don't think I do either. As long as she don't think, I don't think I know. I think what she thinks I don't... Ah. Come in, thank goodness. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, teeny. Yeah. <laughs> To what, my dear, must we attribute the honor of this unexpected visitation? Well, I was... You feel okay, mister? You talk kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps your little ears are unaccustomed to the sound of good grammar and perfect English, sis. 
For your information, I have resolved to forego vulgarity in my speech. I'm kicking the friction out of my diction. Oh. <laughs> Gee, that's dandy, I'll bet you. Yeah. My teacher, Miss Yeagley, says that slang may be picturesque, but it's too frequently the refuge of the uneducated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, oh, <laughs> she did, eh? Mm-hmm. And she, hmm? I said she did, eh? Did what? She said that. Said what? What you said. Who? Well, your teacher, Miss Yegley. I know. That's exactly what she said, mm. I bet you. <laughs> she says literate persons rarely utilize slang. That's right. That's right. Your teacher's cooking on the front burner now, sis. She's hep. As a matter of fact, I got a little bet on with my wife, sis, that I'll never say A-I-N-T again. I bet her five bucks. I'm pretty good in grammar, too, I bet you. Yeah? You know the eight parts of speech, mister? Oh, are you kidding, <laughs> sis? <laughs> That's elementary. My gosh, any dumbbell knows the eight parts of speech. Lungs, vocal cords, throat, tongue, teeth. <laughs> teeth, lips, cheeks, and if you talk like I do, the nose. Oh, that isn't right, I bet you. No? No, it's verb, adverb, noun, pronoun, adjective, interjection, conjunction, and preposition. <laughs> hey, maybe I better write those down. Let me see now. Verse, adverse, noun, ad noun, injection, <laughs> confusion, objective, and proposition. <laughs> now, thanks very much. No, don't mention it, mister. <laughs> oh, boy, are you ever in trouble. Yeah? I could give you one other little tip that would help you a lot, too, I bet you. Yeah? Our teacher told it to us. Well, spill it, sis. Spill it. it. It's a little trick, and our teacher says if you learn it real good, you won't hardly ever make any mistakes in grammar at all, I bet you. No kidding. Well, gee whiz. Come on, let's have it. What do I have to do? <laughs> huh? Well, first you close your mouth real tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what? That's all. Just hold it. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Go on, mister. Still think that's good to the orchestra and I believe.
Well, are you getting any value out of that grammar book, McGee? Not much. No pictures in it. <laughs> just words. Well, I suppose it would be just as helpful if I correct you now and then. You won't mind, will you? Mind? I should say not, baby. Anytime my adverbs come loose, you just give me a swift boot in the conjunction. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> but I say, my dear, I don't suppose one's use of an occasional colloquialism is of sufficient importance to disqualify one. How was that again, dearie? I was referring to idiomatic expressions, my dear. The minor variations of language to be heard in geographically separated communities. Constructions typical of definite localities. <laughs> Look, sweetheart, let's call the whole thing off, will you? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious about this, kiddo. I realize I've been careless with my language. I'm making a genuine effort. Well, all right, but if I'd known what I was getting into, I'd never... Enter. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Hello, doctor. Good day, my dear. And how are you, smudge pot? <laughs> smudge pot, sir? I trust you will not take it amiss, dear doctor, if I should point out that the use of slang by a person of education is an indication of deterioration. To an individual of professional eminence, the utterance of gutter expressions is somewhat appalling. May I sit down? <laughs> Pray do, doctor. I had a patient once who talked like that, a professor. He had six university degrees and was shot while playing the piano in a beer garden. <laughs> well, it was jolly good of you to stop in, Doctor. Molly, leave us have some tea and sandwiches. Lettuce, McGee. Yes, leave us have some lettuce sandwiches. <laughs> and a spot of tea, too. Would you like some tea, Doctor? It won't be a bit of trouble. Very stimulating, old chap. Quite a tonic. Full of tonic acid, you know. It's tonic acid. Hmm? Will you please stop yammering like a stock company Englishman? Molly, I have seen this tenderized ham strike more poses than a Gus Sun acrobat. <laughs> but this one has me baffled. Who does he think he is today, Lord Eager Beaverbrook? <laughs> oh, come now, my good medico. <laughs> Surely. Surely, when one makes a conscious effort to improve oneself, leave us give a little credit to him. What were those last words again? I said, leave us give to him a little credit. He shouldn't say leave us, McGee. Oh, yes, he should. And I think I will. <laughs> I say something wrong? Yes, Pet. Leave us do this or that is not correct. Huh? It should be let us or allow us or permit us. Oh, I see. Well, anyway, I haven't said that certain word. You mean? A-I-N-T. <laughs> I know, and I'm proud of you, McGee. If, if everybody... Dad rat that dad ratted window shade. If that isn't the most exasperating thing... <laughs> I thought I had that fixed. I done it four times, you and I... You did it four times. Yeah, I did it four times, and if anybody thinks I'm going to spend all my time messing around with a screwdriver and a hammer trying to fix it... Hello, that... Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Good day, my boy. The door was closed, so I walked right in. Uh, we'd have left it open, but you might have thought we were out. That's the silliest conversation I ever heard. And I've heard plenty of them in 12 years. <laughs> Anything on your mind, Mr. Wilcox? Not a thing, Molly, not a thing. Nice of you to stop in, my boy. Have a cigar. No, thanks, pal. I've got one. You got two? Thanks. I'll smoke it after dinner. Well, what do you think of the crisis in Indochina, old chap? Do you think the territorial aims of the provincial government will predominate the military spearhead? Or is it your opinion that certain powers will subsidize a mandate? Or neither? What are you talking about? 
He's just exercising his English, Mr. Wilcox. This is be kind to participles week around here. <laughs> decided I, I decided I was talking much too sloppy, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish you luck, pal. There's nothing like good grammar to make an impression on people. My very words, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, but you can get into trouble with ordinary words, too. How's that? Well, remember, Molly? Remember that little town of Bell back in Illinois? Bell? Yeah. Bell, Illinois. Oh, sure I do. Where they had the hat factory. Yeah, yeah. Made wonderful hats down there. Sold like hotcakes. In fact, they went so fast that everybody used to say that things went like a hat out of Bell. <laughs> Ordinary words, but I always got spanked for saying them. <laughs> I see what you mean. Well, I've got to be pretty careful with my speech, too, you know. Minute I make a mistake, Racine shoots me a telegram that curls my hair. So that explains it. I always thought you had a natural wave, Mr. Wilcox. I don't believe I ever heard you pull any bum grammar, Junior. Oh, I did once, long time ago. Yeah. It was awful. Mm -hmm. I said something about how Johnson's wax is the finest protection that money can buy for floors, furniture, and woodwork. Nothing wrong with that. No, and then I said, it not only imparts a brilliant luster that results... That. Well, nothing so far, but listen to this. Mm -hmm. I said, for time and labor-saving protection... For the sparkling... Nothing so far, but listen to this. Mm -hmm. I said, for time and labor-saving protection... For the sparkling beauty that increases the pride of possession and gives new values to your worldly goods, use Johnson's Wax, always. Where was the bad grammar? In the next line. Oh. When I said, use Johnson's Wax on your floors, furniture, woodwork, leather goods, windowsills, enamel surfaces, to always have an inviting home. Get it? No. I split an infinitive. No. I said to always have instead oh. of always to have or to have always. Oh. Waxy. This is terrible. I'm surprised at you. But, pal, I was only... That's enough. A... That's enough. The water is under the dam. <laughs> Dearie, he said that was a long time ago. Please, my dear. He has abused our hospitality. Anybody that would split an infinitive would steal the silver. I know. I agree with you, pal. And you know what I'm going to do? Steal the... And you know what I'm going to do? Steal the silverware? No, go home. <laughs> Isn't that a little harsh, dearie? Splitting an infinitive is not a hanging offense, you know. Well, I'm not the type of guy that is too quick to always condemn a man. I'm yeah, just but a... you just split one yourself. What? I did? My gosh, is it that easy? I've been too hasty with Harlow, I guess. Well, I hope he forgives you. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll never see him again. At least till next Tuesday. <laughs> Pull that shade down again, will you, McGee? It sure. looks terrible. Sure. Well, looks like you wouldn't win that bet, eh, kiddo? I haven't said that word. No, and Mother's proud of you. I never thought you could do it. <laughs> oh, my English is okay when I stop to think. It used to bother me when I was a young fellow, but it never gives me no trouble now. <laughs> never gives me any trouble, McGee. You either? Well, it shouldn't bother nobody if they just stop to think. Come in. Oh, McGee, it's Mr. Wimple. Come in, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. Have a chair, Mr. Wimple. No. chair, Mr. Wimple. No, thank you, Mrs. McGee. I, I can't sit down. Too busy, Wimp? No, too bruised, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. Sweetie Face spanked me this afternoon. I was, I was naughty. Heavenly days, Mr. Wimple. She actually spanked you? Yes, but I fooled her. <laughs> 
I stuck my bird book in the back of my britch my britches. Your what, Wimp? My bird book. After my spanking, I found that two blackbirds, a bobolink, and a blue jay were badly battered. But uh, what brought this all on, Mr. Wimple? What'd you do? Oh, I guess I was a little bit mischievous, Mrs. McGee. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never should have put that turtle in her girdle. My gosh, Wimp, you put a turtle in her girdle? Yes. <laughs> I... Where'd you get the turtle, Mr. Wimple? Well, a friend of mine sent it... Where'd you get the turtle, Mr. Wimple? Well, a friend of mine sent it to me, Mrs. McGee. He borrowed my car for a long trip, and several days later, I got a package and a letter that said, Dear Wallace, your car turned turtle. Take good care of it, regard... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that what man delivered it? When the mailman delivered it, he made a terrible mistake. What did he do, Wimp? Well, he was just handing me the package when Sweetie Face walked in, and the mailman said, Maybe your mother would like to sign for it, Sonny. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> A paw was cast over the whole room. Really, Mr. Wimple? Yes. Paul. That's our mailman's name. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Men and ain't we got fun? Every morning and every evening, ain't we got fun? No money, oh, but honey, ain't we got fun? The rent ain't paid, dear. We ain't got a bus, no, but smiles were made, dear, for people like us. In the winter and in the summer, ain't we got fun? Times are bum and getting bummer. Ain't we got fun? Ain't nothing surer. The rich get rich and the poor get children. In the meantime and in between, the possibility. In the morning, in the evening, ain't my end the possibility. Ain't we got fun? In the winter, in the summer. things about grammar in English that I don't understand. Such as what? Well, I'm writing a letter to the House Committee of the Elks Club, see? Yes? I'm putting in a complaint because last Wednesday and last Thursday, while I was sleeping in a chair, somebody gave me a hot foot. Both days. So? Well, I don't know if I should say somebody gave me two hot foots or two hot feet. Well, 
that simple, dear. You just say Wednesday, I was given a hot foot also Thursday. Oh, good. That's the way, Uncle. Come in. Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia. Good day, Your Honor. Good day, Molly. Hello, McGee. How do you do, Mr. Mayor? Decent of you to stop by, you know. One is always glad to welcome one's old friends when one's old friends drop in on one. <coughs> How true. <laughs> if himself here seems a bit stuffy today, Mr. Mayor, don't worry about it. He's improving on his English. Really? That's very interesting, McGee. Yeah, and I can do it, too. Lots of dumber guys than I am have learned their self-grammar. <laughs> taught themselves, McGee. How could they have taught themselves if they hadn't learned themselves first? Very good point, dearie. As a matter of fact, I and Molly have got a little bet on the triv. Five bucks from the first one that says A-I-N-T. <laughs> well, I wish you both luck. I remember I had a little trouble in school with English myself. You did, Latrice? Yes. Somehow or other, I couldn't seem to keep my tenses straight. Your what, Mr. Mayor? My tenses. <laughs> oh, you don't mean tenses, boy. You mean tense. Tent is singular, you see, and the plural is tense. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you had trouble with your English if you went around talking that way. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you read books, smoked pipes, and drank Cokes all day. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I merely said hey, that I Hey, what were you doing with a tent in school anyway, Your Honor? <laughs> Playing Indian? He was probably in military school, Molly. Oh. <laughs> I was not in skeletal mood. Hmm? Uh, military school. <laughs> the tenses I had trouble with were not tents to live in. They the tent were the... was never built that was fit to live in, Latrice. <laughs> I remember the trouble we had with them pup tenses in the First World War. The big war. <laughs> tents were the ones where you slept with your head out in the rain, your dogs in the tents, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they please, were Please, so... please, I'm not talking about pup tents. I simply meant... Don't matter what kind you meant, Latrive, they're all trouble. <laughs> I mind one time the pole fell down in on, on the mess tent. <laughs> right at chow time, the pole fell down in on the mess tent. I see. <laughs> of all the messes I've ever saw, that mess in the mess tent was the worst messed up mess I ever saw. Oh, no, 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 the... please, please. <laughs> This is ridiculous. It is? Yes. Let me start all over. Go ahead, Your Honor. It'll probably come out the same way, but try it. <laughs> sure, we'll go along with you, boy. We're game. All right. Now, when I was in grammar school, some of my English exercises gave me a little trouble. Made you sore, did they? <laughs> did what make me sore? The exercises you took in English. What were they, setting up exercises? Maybe you're muscle-bound. Maybe you got a charley horse. Maybe I don't can... have a charley-bound muscle horse. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything about exercising canvas tents. Well, you said... Uh, canvas tents. You... When I said the fast pants... You... The, the fast pants... You said the lance... <laughs> you were the one who popped out no, of the drag tent. I did. Dragged out of the pup fence. No. A tent. I... A tent. You... I merely said my past trouble was the two offenses. No, no, you said... <laughs> I never I you McGee Yes I'd like to know one thing What is it your honor How did he ever get What Dead rat the dead ratted shape <laughs> If that ain't the most exasperated... Molly! What? You said the word, Molly. Oh. You said A-I-N-T. Five bucks, please. Here you are, and money well spent. Huh? Oh, what a relief. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't kidding, kiddo. Here's your dough back. It ain't worth the strain. 
Ain't it the truth? <laughs> home or apartment, you like to keep it looking its best, don't you? The same with your clothes. You'd never dream of going around in a dress that was soiled and spotty. Then why is it that so many people let their automobiles get dirty and gloomy looking? Now, if it cost a lot of money and required a lot of hard work to keep it clean and shining, there might be some excuse for driving around in a dingy-looking car. But with Johnson's Car New, well, car polishing is really quick and easy. Car New both cleans and polishes in one quick application, does two jobs at once. There just isn't any other car polish that's easier to use. You simply apply Carnew, rubbing only hard enough to loosen the road grime. Let it dry to a white powder, wipe it off, and in no time your car will be spotless with a bright, shining polish to be proud of. Why not take a tip from millions of other enthusiastic car owners and clean and polish your family bus with quick-polishing Johnson's Carnew this week. Carnew is spelled C-A-R-N-U. Johnson's Carnew, a really swell car polish. You know something, Molly? I've been checking my grammar against this book, and I'm a very superior guy. Well, good for you. Betcha. This book lists 40 common errors that most people make at some time or other. And? I got 67 so far that I make every day. I'm way above the average. Well, fine. Good night. Good night, all. National Broadcasting Company. Like you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.